One of the hardest things in recovery is to understand that change is necessary, that it's possible, and that through the power of Jesus Christ, we can do it. But when and how does change happen so that we can walk in freedom the way Christ intended? Well, welcome to Hope in Recovery, a Fellowship Celebrate Recovery podcast. This is a podcast where we share hope and healing for our mental, spiritual, emotional, and even relational journey through life change stories, recovery topics, all centered on Jesus Christ and the Celebrate Recovery principles. Celebrate Recovery is a biblically-based ministry where Jesus tells us if you want to be blessed and happy in spite of your circumstances, follow these things. Celebrate Recovery follows those principles to help millions of people find healing from their hurts, hangups, and habits, and, and we hope for you the same. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ, and I struggle with drugs and alcohol and perfectionism. My name is Rodney. I'm the ministry leader of Celebrate Recovery here at Rogers Fellowship Bible Church, Celebrate Recovery. And thanks for being with us today. I'm grateful for the feedback we're getting from all of you. And thank you for all of you that are sharing this on social media and uh, giving us high ratings. It, it really does make a difference to help us get, get the word out. And so grateful to have a conversation with my good friend and brother, Andy Peter. You guys know him. He's the ministry leader at Fellowship uh, Fayetteville Celebrate Recovery. Andy, thanks for being here, man. Hey, y'all. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus. I struggle with anxiety and depression and sexual addiction, and my name is Andy. Hi, uh, Andy. So uh, we were talking about this, and we ran across uh, Max Licato has this uh, interesting uh, uh, take on uh, when change happens, and we we're just talking about the different aspects of how those play into the ministry of Celebrate Recovery. And so one of the things he says that the change happens when we hurt enough that we have to change, right? Yeah. So maybe we start there. Um, what does that mean? What, what does it mean that, that we hurt enough that we have to change? What's that look like practically? Yeah, that, that reminds me of something that we say often in Celebrate Recovery is that folks won't change until their pain exceeds their fear of change. Yeah. But uh, that idea of I hurt so much that I can't keep doing what I'm doing. It's that uh, idea of uh, how bad does it have to get before we don't have a choice yeah. in this. And uh, I think about the, that rock bottom moment where this has to be, this has to be the end of the line yeah. in this behavior, in this way of living. And that, that term rock bottom, you know, sometimes it, it can be misleading. Uh, even as you say that, if you're listening, you're, you're, kind of taking in your own definition of what rock bottom is. <laughs> but what is rock bottom? What does that mean that I hit my rock bottom? What does that mean? That means that things, uh, I, I am allowing this situation to be where I'm, to this situation where I'm at, to be the, the lowest that I want to go. Yeah. And I, I think that's a big thing is like, Rock bottom is a choice. Yeah. It becomes a catalyst, right? Yeah. It's it's when we, I, I've just re recently read an article on Matthew Perry, I think is his name. He yeah. was the guy from Friends and he had an addiction. But I remember in that article, he was talking about 
I just started crying and I couldn't stop crying Mm. and I knew something had to change. Right. I didn't like where my life was. And that's what we're talking about when we, it, it hits us in different ways, but it's that point where we just realize I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yep. I'm ready for something different. There's got to be a better way. Yeah. And whatever it takes, right. Just tell me what I got to do. I mean, how many times have we heard that conversation, right? Yes. People have sat in your office. They've sat in my office and on the phone, email, whatever. Just tell me what I've got to do. But sometimes we we look for a quick fix, right? I call that drive through recovery, right? Just drive through, <laughs> tell me what I got to do and I'll be on my way. But it's really immersing myself in that process. And we, we can unpack that a little bit, but so we hurt enough that we have to change, but he goes on to say that change happens when we see enough that we're inspired to. Oof, yeah. How does celebrate recovery help us to see enough that it would bring inspiration for us personally to change? Yeah, man. I think about uh, sitting in my first step study group uh, and listening to one of my co-leaders the very first day as he was sharing, uh, his life change story. And he talked about his struggle with pornography addiction, sexual addiction. And, and then he said something that floored me. He says, I've got nine years of sobriety from pornography. You're like, what? I know my jaw hit the floor. I'd never heard that before. And I'm like nine years. That's almost a decade. Are you kidding me? That doesn't happen. Yeah. And I think that idea of uh, when we when we see enough that we're inspired to change. Mm. What I love about Celebrate Recovery is that it's a ministry of hope. That's why this podcast is called Hope and Recovery. Like, yeah. Uh, and when I see God changing other people, mm. that was one of the things for me. It helped me to believe, man, people actually can change. Yeah. Yeah, it really speaks to, and this is good for our, are a long time. We call them, you know, old timers in recovery terms, <laughs> but we're not talking about age. We're talking about recovery experience. It really speaks to sometimes we think, well, I've, I'm good. I, you know, I've got life change. I've got, I'm on the road to recovery. My life is better. Just the value of me continuing to show up because it's not about me anymore. Right. Yeah. And so how does my sharing inspire. I mean, you saying that I've got nine years. What if that guy at year two had said, I'm out, right? (laughs) I wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be here. Right. And just that inspiration of hearing another guy say, change is possible. Let me tell you my story. And we talk about that a lot in Celebrate Recovery that when we're doing our teachings that we're not about, you know, knowledge is not going to change me. If you tell me everything I'm supposed to do right in my life, which the Bible tells us how to live our life, right? If we're not inspired, we're not going to do it, right? And yeah. God, I think God uses us. So, yeah, it kind of speaks to those people on the other side of the recovery journey to stay with it. You're inspiring someone to change. Yeah. Well, it it reminds me of uh, different uh, quote unquote accountability type groups that I had, uh, particularly as I was dealing with my sexual addiction, where it was just a, a group of guys that were all in the same stage of the journey, trying to find freedom, getting together to just 
check in on one another and the struggle, which is a really good thing. But none of us were walking in freedom. Yeah. We didn't have a model to follow. You know, Paul tells us in the Bible, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Mm. And I think that's so key because all of us need a Paul to follow. Ultimately, we're following Christ. Christ is the model. Yeah. But I know for me, one of the things I just did not have in my foggy cycle of insanity and my addiction and dysfunction is I didn't have a clear picture of what it looked like to walk in a healthy way. Mm. But when I found my sponsor, when that guy that said I had nine years of sobriety, <laughs> I said, I need you to be my sponsor. Yeah. That gave me a practical way to, to start living. Yeah, it, he was. He put skin on these concepts, and to the to the old timers that are coming, you know, it may seem, uh, it may seem so simple sitting in an open share group and saying, "Man, you know, this week was uh, this week was good, but you know, I had this trigger, and you know, I called this person, and you know, for us, it's like, yeah, that's just how we live now. But for the newcomers sitting in there, yeah, or for the person that's in the middle of the battle, that is. That is fresh living water for them to see. Oh my gosh, there's a different way of living. Yeah. And we need that. Yeah. And it speaks to, you know, sometimes even we'll, we'll see, well, I'm in a step study now, so I'm not going to go to the general meeting night, right? I'm going to yeah. just work the, the quote unquote, and we're trying to change this dialogue on a local level. The meat and potatoes of Celebrate Recovery, if we're being honest, it's all meat and potatoes, right? <laughs> it, it all is. When I'm, when I'm with other people in worship and through the meal, I'm reminded I'm not alone. That's yeah. some deep stuff to just be reminded. It gives me hope. It gives me oxygen. It inspires me to keep going. Getting into those open shares and sharing my journey as I'm on the journey in step study, right? Yeah. I want to not only keep myself on the right track, but I'm inspiring, even if I'm three weeks in, the guy that's day one going, hey, I need something to grab onto. I need something practical. Yeah. And don't forget, you're a living miracle. Yeah. You know, sometimes we say God's not in the business of miracles anymore, but we say it all the time that don't quit before your miracle happens. You're in the process of being that miracle. And the fact that you're alive and you're on this path is a miracle. And so your presence, even while you're in a step study at the general meeting, open share groups and the worship experience and the meal in Solid Rock Cafe, it helps people to see enough to be inspired to change. That's a big deal, isn't it? Yeah. And, and for those of us that have been doing this a while, we are what give this ministry credibility. Yeah. We're the proof that it works. Yeah. And that it continues to work. Yeah. And like there's there's no greater uh there's no greater endorsement to the way that God uses Celebrate Recovery to change lives than somebody who's been in it yeah. for five, ten, fifteen years and is still working it and still walking in freedom. Yeah. We need that. What a testimony. You keep coming back because principle eight says, I want to share through my words, my example. I want you to see enough to see in me that you would be inspired yeah. uh, to keep 
to keep moving forward. Yeah, a group that only has newcomers struggles. Yeah. Because, it, I mean, can change happen? Yes, but it, it's a little bit harder because there's not that fruit in front of us. So, yeah, stay in plugged in so people can see uh, and be inspired to change. The third one was change happens when we learn enough that we want to. Mm. We learn enough. What do we learn in Celebrate Recovery that that would move us to want to change? Sometimes we come into the doors of Celebrate Recovery because someone told us to. If you don't go, I'm going to leave you. Yeah. If you don't go to recovery, you're going to be fired. <laughs> Those are real things. Yeah. And sometimes we need that, right? I don't have the want to, so I'm just going to show up because somebody made me and and God can still use that. But what do we learn in this process that moves us to want to change? Yeah. You know, I think one of the things for me that I learned uh, was that my story was understandable. And I know we were talking about this a little bit, but uh, like those those uh, issue pamphlets that we use yeah. uh, on, on Friday nights in our open share groups and that we have available, those issue pamphlets help me to un- help me to see that the chaos in my life mm. was actually something that I could understand. Yeah, there were good reasons why I was in the situation that I was in, and there's also a defined pathway out. Yeah. You know, I'll never forget picking up, uh, it was the adult children of family dysfunction <laughs> issue pamphlet. And I didn't realize there was a name for how messed up my family was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I found it there and looking through it, I was able to see, oh my gosh, some of the cycles that I see in my life were a result of some of the dysfunction in my family. And I love my family, but no families without its, its share of dysfunction. Yeah. And so it was good for me to be able to organize that and understand and see my story was logical. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm Rodney Holmstrom. I'm the ministry leader of Celebrate Recovery at Fellowship Rogers, talking with Andy Petrie, the ministry leader at Fellowship uh, Fayetteville Celebrate Recovery. And we're talking about, uh, what will move us to change? And there's different things that will bring about change. And uh, so we're unpacking that and how Celebrate Recovery plays into that. And so we're going to continue uh, that conversation uh, when we come back. And I want to want to unpack, Andy, a little bit more on that learning enough. And what are some of the other things that we learn that help us, that move us to want uh, to change? So when we come back, we'll continue that conversation. Stick with us. Uh, we'll be right back. If you're looking for a group, you're looking for a place to connect, maybe you're dealing with some hurt. Maybe you don't know what it is specifically that you're dealing with. You just know that things aren't right and you need that hope that people are telling you about. You long for that hope. And we have a place for you. We call it Celebrate Recovery and we meet on Friday nights in Fayetteville and at Rogers at Fellowship Bible Church and And it's just a safe place for you to come exactly as you are. Jesus loves you and meets you where you are. He just loves you too much to keep you where you are. He guides and he instructs, he coaches us, and he uses this beautiful platform called Celebrate Recovery to help us face the hurt, to understand the hangups that we're stuck in so that we can deal with those habits that may be breaking and hurting the relationships closest to us. So 
If you'd like to jump into that process, we'd love to have you. We meet every Friday night. We start at 6 p.m. for a meal. 7 o'clock, we start with our general meeting. We'll walk you through the night. All you have to do is show up. If you'd like more information, go to fellowshipcr.org. You'll find some emails and phone numbers on there. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to talk to somebody, uh, you feel free to call us or email us, and we'll answer any questions you have. But we look forward to seeing you on the Celebrate Recovery very soon. If Friday nights don't work for you, find another sister Celebrate Recovery close to us. We have some great Celebrate Recoveries in Northwest Arkansas. You'll find that on fellowshipcr.org as well. Hope to see you soon. Welcome back. Uh, Rodney Holmes from talking with Andy Petrie. And we're talking about change and the different things uh, that can lead us to change. And... uh, so, Andy, we were talking about how that hurt can, uh, if we hurt enough, it'll move us to have to change. Uh, if we see enough, uh, we'll be inspired to. And just talking the value, uh, talking about the value of seeing other people in the recovery journey. Uh, but right before the break, we were kind of unpacking that learning enough that we would want to. And we were talking about, and I love what you were saying, Andy, is just, um, we talk about it often that, um, learn about your area of recovery. You know, yeah. if codependency is a new term, uh, those issue pamphlets are really good to help us understand some of our tendencies uh, to understand where that enmeshment gets a little bit uh, tricky. But uh, read about your addiction, read about your struggle to understand that. And that's what I love about those issue pamphlets. But what's some other ways that we learn in Celebrate Recovery that keep us in that, that motivation to want to change in recovery? Yeah, you know, I think one of the other things that we learn are the the different tools that Celebrate Recovery has along the process. Mm. And, uh, you know, thinking through like uh, just like the idea of learning that I'm actually powerless. Mm. Like these concepts that, hey, maybe, Andy, you've been leaning on your strength and your understanding. Hey, what we've learned in the process is that our understanding isn't enough and like starting to understand these concepts, you know, I grew up in church my entire life, but I'd never heard these ways of relating with God and changing Mm. the way that I had through celebrate recovery. And it, it gave me a new lens to view changing with God. Mm. Yeah, that's good, man. Yeah. And I think the, uh, the important thing that's so so good to kind of take in in that space uh, when we're talking about learning enough is is the incredible truth, right? Jesus Christ is the foundation of this ministry. It's a biblically based uh, ministry and helps us to walk through our hurts, uh, hangups, and habits. And I love I love the the truth. I mean the even even talking about in our first experience when we come in and we worship, right? All of our songs are based on God's word, right? So we're singing these lyrics, and I love to think about this. Even if I'm not a believer, I'm actually speaking God's word, his truths, and it's actually rewiring my brain. So I'm learning a new way of thinking and I don't even realize that, but but I love that when you're talking about powerless and all these kind of these principles of, of recovery and these terms and ideas, we begin to unpack some things that we may not have ever uh, understood in our life. And so 
God's truth. Yeah. You know, that we're learning God's truth when we walked in with the enemy's lies. Yeah. Well, in learning who God really is. Yeah. You know, my my pain and my struggles shaped the way that I viewed God for so long. Even though when I came in to celebrate recovery, I was on staff at a church and I had really good theology. Yeah. But my practical lived theology mm. was a little warped. And being able to step in to celebrate recovery and even look at like principle two, earnestly believe that God exists, that I matter to him and that he has the power to help me recover. Mm. And you know, that, that first truth about God, that he exists, I was already on the, on board with that, but that I matter to him, that I really matter to him. Yeah. That was something I'd never thought about in any significant way before. Yeah. Well, and it made me think when you said that, I love that use the principle there because earnestly believe that God exists. It's interesting to think about what is my view of the God that exists? Yeah. Is he one that's disappointed and I got to perform for him? I got to follow the rules or he's not going to love me. And if I don't live up to that and I have to earn it and all those things that that's a big deal. What kind of God Am I talking about that? I say earnestly believe we're learning the right identity of who God is and who we are in light of who God is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, those healthy truths and we were talking a little bit beforehand, like talking about the way that learning about the type of forgiveness that God gives me that, uh, in the midst of my brokenness, in the midst of my shame, in the midst of my bad choices, God still loves me and forgives me in Jesus. Yeah. Because he loves me enough to forgive me. That started to change the way that I viewed myself. Yeah. Because if God can love a screw up like me, <laughs> then yeah. maybe I can start cutting myself some slack too. Yeah, and I can't help but think, too, because we, we just finished up the grace lesson where we're talking about forgiveness and amends in my step study and grace. But but one of the things that I'm learning, and I'm still learning, I'm a little bit hard-headed, but, but just the that people that hurt me and have hurt me are not my enemy. Yeah. I'm learning. I'm learning new things that the they are prisoners of war, right? And maybe we'll do a podcast on forgiveness a little bit to unpack that. But, but just to understand who the true enemy is. And, and, and by the way, with that, I'm not the enemy, mm. right? And how many times do I beat myself up? It's like, I am the enemy of the world. God must hate me. All these things. We're learning new things that make us want to change that what a great concept, a great truth to take in that makes me want more of that, which ultimately brings more change. Yeah. If this really is true, I want to run towards it. Yeah. 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 So, so we had that learn enough and you will want to change, but then we have change happens when we receive enough that we're able to receive enough. What do we receive in celebrate recovery that helps us to know we're able to change. Oh man. Uh, you know, I, I think about my story. Oh gosh. <laughs> uh, I think about my story and the, and the illustration I've, 
Uh, I've heard you share so many times that idea of living my life like I've like I'm wearing a mask. Mm. And tr- uh, for me, in my story, I spent so long uh, trying to to put up a face in front of everybody that I came into contact with, and in trying to be what I thought everybody wanted me to be and, and wanted me to look like. And, and I got really, really good at doing that. Yeah. Uh, but when I walk around with a mask on my entire life and I'm really good at making that mask attractive, people really love the mask. Yeah. But they don't love the person under the mask because yeah. they don't know that. Yeah. And so for me, Celebrate Recovery gave me a safe place where I could start taking that mask off. Mm. And what I started receiving at the core of who I was for the first time in my life was real love for who I was. Yeah. That and, love changes us. Oh, my gosh, man. When we, yeah. when we first started experiencing it, I was like, whoa, that that's a game changer, yeah. right? Yeah. And I can see the impact just as you're unpacking that, man. Yeah, I, man. It should move us to awe and wonder and praise and worship, worship with our hearts. We praise with our mouth or we receive your love. And I've never understood what it was like to be loved, but now I do. And that, that understanding that helps me to know I'm able to change. Right. So knowing I have that love, it feels good, but then there's just that receiving receiving that power and you were talking about powerless earlier yeah right? yeah it's like knowing gosh i've been white knuckling this i would get three months of sobriety and then i'd <laughs> fall back and then i'd get two weeks and then i'd get six months and i and it was constantly kind of white knuckling it until i came to that point of one you know understanding that receiving his power power comes to me from the heavenly father it doesn't come from me yeah but he can work through me right he works for me and he works through me that I'm able to change when I receive that kind of power, which takes yeah. a lot of surrender yeah, right? and trust. It does, man. <laughs> yeah. That, oh man. Yeah. Realizing that my strength is not enough, but that there's a God that promises me the abundance of who he is yeah, and I can actually start to receive his strength in place of my own. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's cool starting to watch that through surrender and through moment by moment surrender, watching the way that God fills the gaps. Yeah. And there it's, it's awesome. It's incredible. Yeah. The other aspect on the receiving end and that we touched on that a little bit with the inspiration side, but where we see enough that we're inspired, we, when we receive love from others, when we receive support from others, that people don't judge us, they don't try to fix us, they don't try to push us away, we can receive help from yeah. other people, which required me to kind of swallow my pride, right? It's like, well, I'm not going to ask for help. That makes me look like a weakling, right? But to receive that love helped help me know I'm able to change. What's that been like for you, Andy? Oh, man. Golly. Uh, You know, one of the biggest things that kept me from receiving help was feeling like uh, I was going to be shamed for even asking for help. Yeah. That it wasn't okay for me to not be okay. And realizing that 
it's okay to not be okay. God loves me right here where I'm at, but he also loves me far too much to leave me where I'm at. Yeah. And it made it safe for me to say, Hey, I need help. Yeah. And to really mean it when I said it mm. and to watch people again, just kind of step in the gap for me, uh, was incredible to know that, I could say, hey, guys, I need prayer right now as I'm walking through this hard situation and have five or six guys from my step study text me right <laughs> away. Like, it's it's incredible just to know that I'm not alone to receive community instead of living in isolation is yeah. you know, game-changing. It's an added bonus to, we call it forever family. Yeah. Right? We have people around us that that love us, care for us, we make mistakes. We're human beings, right? It doesn't mean that we're perfect. Um, we, but we know how to repair that. The process teaches us how to own that and make amends and forgive and all that. But, but just to know there's a foundation of love and support that, Hey, we don't just sit around and say, yeah, you, you should do that. You have the right to make those poor choices. No, we want to (laughs) lovingly speak truth and love. And that's one of the questions in the grace lessons. Like, does that mean to speak truth and love? It's just being willing to look someone in the eye and let them feel that love and know that my motivation is to love you. But can I share a couple of things that are important? And God does that through people. He does that through his word, his Holy Spirit, through Celebrate Recovery and, and helping us. But So Andy, somebody is listening and they want change. Um, Maybe they're hurting. Maybe they need to be inspired. Maybe they want to. Maybe they want to be able to, but they just don't know how to do that. What would be something you would say to that person that just is in that place of needing change? What What would you say to them to encourage them? Yeah, I, I would say, uh, I know for me, my shame kept me from really pursuing the change. And all of the lies that I heard that whether it was I, I needed to be strong enough to fix myself or, uh, you know, people will be disappointed in me. Nobody will understand what's going on. Uh, I'm too far gone to change. Every one of those things were complete and utter lies. Hmm. And I think if you're in that place where you see the change, uh, and maybe you're hurting, maybe you're, you're looking to be inspired. Maybe you just don't know what's going on. I would encourage you. There is nothing that you have done. Uh, nothing that's been done to you. No place that you've been that puts you outside of God's love, grace, and mercy. Yeah. And his power is enough to change you. Yeah. I would just encourage you to let him in. Yeah. And one of the first ways that we can do that is just reaching out to somebody near us and saying, I want to change, but I don't know how. Yeah. Yeah. Make a decision and then trust the process. Yeah. And know that it's not going to be on your timetable, that drive through recovery, right? We don't, that yeah. doesn't exist. Um, make a decision, make a decision to let go of what you're struggling with and through surrender and then trust him with this process. But so change happens when we hurt enough. If you're hurting and you have to change, that's good enough. You don't have to allow it to get worse to find help. Change can happen when you see enough. And by coming and being a part of this, 
you'll be inspired to change as you see other people that are further down the road than you. And as you learn enough, you'll want to change God's truth, his wisdom, uh, the nuggets, the recovery language that you'll learn in this process and understanding your addiction, your area of recovery will help you to want to change. And, and most importantly, you'll receive enough. Change will happen when you'll receive enough that you're able to. God will give you every ounce of ability and strength to carry out um, what you need to to bring the change that he died for you and I to experience. But Andy, thanks for the conversation, man. Thanks for having I, me. I man. always love it, man. We always have good conversations. But hey, thank you for joining us on Hope and Recovery, a Fellowship Celebrate Recovery podcast. We hope that you've been blessed and uh, hope that you're encouraged and maybe maybe you know you have to change. Maybe you're inspired by something you heard to change. Maybe now you want to change and maybe that you understand here today that you have the ability to change if you'll just give it to Jesus. And we would absolutely love to walk this journey with you. Join us on a Celebrate Recovery Friday night. Uh, 7 p.m. is our general meeting night uh, time. And uh, again, if you want more information, go to fellowshipcr.org. And uh, we have tons of information out there. But we hope that we will see you soon. Uh, Find another Celebrate Recovery in Northwest Arkansas. I know our sister CRs would love to have you. Hey, thanks for listening. Until then, God bless you.